0: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit.
1: Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to Aussie and Fancy. I am Laura Seiko, UFC slash ESPN plus reporter, correspondent, person, Megan Anderson. Anderson, as you all know. She's got a bit of the black lung today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little under the weather. I'm trying to like
1: <coughs> not the epic travel
0: way. and lack of sleep. <sighs> Just a combination training.
1: training. Yeah, yeah, it happens. It happens. Uh, yeah, UFC Prague happened too. Yeah,
0: it uh, was a good card. Yeah, uh, I forgot that it started like ten in the morning. I did too. <laughs> Until did like three fights were over, I was like, oh shit.
1: Yeah, maybe I should. I missed the first attention. couple early prelims, yeah. but yeah. <sighs>
0: It was a good card. Dwight Grant. Whoa. <laughs> the footage, like, the footage of his, like, <laughs> opponent's mouth guard, like, like that, like, he should get points, like, style points for, like, yeah. his mouth guard went on more high flyer miles than and i his, was. And his
1: feet, his feet were off the map for He's, a second, too.
0: That was really I think, cool. I know, that was pretty cool. I was watching a. I was in a
1: restaurant actually, and they had Sports Center on, and it was on the Sports oh, nice. Center top ten. I was like, I know that guy. <laughs> That's my boy. I'm gonna start calling my boy. You know, when your friends that you've, you know, he's not really a friend of mine. Acquaintance. You know, contender series. I feel like they're all my boys and girls. Yeah, I feel Anybody like you have like show? a good
0: like bond with them. I do. I know. Anyway, Stefan Struve coming away with the the submission win, and who is retiring? I think he's made it official now. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Um, and I think he is, like, uh, listening to a lot of his interviews, like, I'm happy that he is in a good place. Yeah. Um, I know coming off those three losses, he was like, people keep telling you, like, oh, you should retire, you should retire, you should retire. But, like, he had to feel yeah. himself and he... You know, and he said it really good. A lot of people get to the point where they're coming off, like, five losses in a row. They're like, oh, maybe I'm not going to make a comeback. Maybe I should retire. Yeah. And he's doing it, I feel like, at the right time for him. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm
1: very happy that he got that win. And, and weathered, you know, weathered a little bit of a storm. Had had some tough moments there when he was on his back for a long time. But he's always been an excellent submission threat. And, you know, thank you for yes. all the years and all the awesome the performances height. that you gave us. So, yes. yeah.
0: Thank you. Stefan Struve. Stefan
1: Struve. Skyscraper. Sky we'll miss you. You we'll we'll miss will you. be missed. I, I look up as I think of him. <laughs> uh, and then, man, Tiago Santos all of a sudden found some patience. Uh,
0: I don't right. know where that
1: came from. Uh, didn't know he had it in him. I didn't either, but, but I like it.
0: But, <laughs> like, that makes this weekend's <clears throat> UFC 235 main event so much more interesting for post-fight, what yes. what could happen? Yes, because like he's really showing his evolution, and I really feel like 205 is the is was the best decision for Santos yes. that he's ever made. That that cut to 185. He's he's a big yeah. 205er. Yeah. So like uh, we're gonna be seeing a lot of the same things about Anthony Smith. You know.
1: 205 oh, right. looks good on some people, but uh,
0: he looked phenomenal. Uh, hammer fist of death. Uh, porn. poor Jan Blahovich. Uh, I, I feel so bad for him because he has been fighting the top of the guys at the division, and there's yeah. this guy who comes in who's had two fights at 205 and is like automatically in title contention now.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, and. Again, I could you could, say, it's the not, same, you could yeah. say the same thing for Anthony as well. But it's not
1: like they're inexperienced. It's not no. like they're just randos walking in off the street. No. You know that I think you have to give the, their experience at 185 some amount of. Yeah. It has to count for something. But I take your, <coughs> I take your point. I, I'm sure Jan's a great fighter and he will be back. But holy shit, this is a good card. Yeah, it's unbelievably
0: good. Um. Firstly. How the hell is Diego Sanchez on the prelims versus Mickey Gall? Exciting fight! So
1: and, yeah. and uh, Johnny Walker versus Misha Serkinov. Who
0: Johnny Walker is coming off that huge KO win? Is it Fortaleza? Two KO wins. Yeah. Yes, in Fortaleza, taking this fight on short notice. Yeah, and Zabit versus Jerry Stevens. Oh my god! I'm um, I'm sorry. I never seen that matchup coming. Like I'm I being honest, either. I didn't. I didn't see that matchup coming, and they matched it. I was just like, "Holy fucking though. shit! This is going to be fireworks." They're so different, and they're both so exciting, and it's going to be I know. so good. Anyway, we have, in my opinion, an extremely stacked, ridiculously main card. stacked main card. Yeah. <coughs> We got a. Uh, we're starting off our UFC 235 main card with the return. You know, it's he hasn't fought since August of last year. Yeah. You know, and and I'm actually really excited for this fight. We have Cody No Love. Cody Garbrand is back. He's coming off those losses to TJ, and I love this fight for him. Yeah, I think this is a great fight back um, against someone that's not TJ. Yeah, and this is a. A great opportunity for Pedro Munoz. I feel bad for people like TJ,
1: Yoanna, and Jose Aldo when they get in that position of I be I clear everyone out. I've cleared everyone out to a large degree, but I just can't make it happen. And Cormier, to some degree, obviously against. That's the worst. That's the worst. I'm excited, like you said, this is a good matchup for
0: him. Well, this is like it's like this is a huge step up for Pedro. Mm, a huge, huge step up in competition. And it is a really good test. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't know a lot about Pedro coming into this fight. But after watching him, That's I am exciting. so excited about this. Like yeah. stylistically on paper, I think Cody has the better skills. But if you make Cody emotional, his technique goes down the drain. Mm-hmm.
1: He and Pedro,
0: like, his constant pressure breaks people. And uh, I think that's one thing we haven't seen anyone really do mm-hmm. against Cody. We haven't really seen him off the back foot. I think if Pedro can use his forward pressure, but, like, move his head a little bit more than little, it always does, yeah. because he's a little hitable, and you cannot do that against Cody, because Cody has phenomenal power, but... Forward pressure and keeping it in the pocket, I think, is going to be key for Pedro because when there, uh, when Cody is in the pocket and in the clinch work, he gets a little loopy, and that's when he gets caught. Yeah, certainly that's. Whereas nice on the outside, happen. he's mm-hmm. got that like amazing, like cl- straight, like precision one two, and that's mm-hmm. where he gets a lot of his knockdowns from. Is that that boom boom right down the center, and that's where you know he does well. So.
1: Pedro, the only the only thing I will say about being on the outside is Pedro Munoz has some nasty kicks.
0: Yeah.
1: Nasty, nasty kicks. Brett Johns l- learned that the hard way. You know, Brett Johns phenomenal boxer, and Pedro completely shut that game down yeah. and basically won that fight yes. with kicks. I mean, that's yes. not how it looks on paper. When you watch the fight, that's exactly yes. what happened. And if he can do some of that damage against Cody, and the other thing about Pedro Munoz. I mean, he has one of the best <coughs> guillotines, not just in the division, in the UFC. And if he wins via guillotine, it'll be him. Uh, I have it written down here somewhere. Um, Oliveira, and you're gonna have to give me a second. That will have the most guillotine finishes in UFC, UFC history. So, shooting on this guy, you gotta be super. You gotta be super careful. So if yeah. if Cody looks to shoot, watch your neck.
0: But then, uh, you know, he is training out of Team Alpha Male. They're very... They're they're good guillotiners
1: themselves.
0: They're very good guillotiners themselves. And uh, I don't know, man. I am more excited for this fight than when I initially heard about Mm -hmm. it after watching footage on Pedro because I feel like stylistically he might not skillfully or like technically be as good as... Cody is you know Cody's he's he's, yeah he's 32 and one as a as a as a boxer yeah you know he has legitimate like stand-up skills and experience and that is what has set him apart Mm -hmm. from his competition however Pedro is just he's I honestly feel like he's too tough to like realize he's getting hit and to stop walking forward yeah he does he comes forward and that's what breaks people yeah that's how he broke brett johns like those leg kicks and that constant forward pressure it is smothering it's exhausting and uh i really feel like he has a better chance than people are giving him oh 100 and he he's got the bjj credentials to back it up not yes. a lot of people black belt.
1: he's a black belt but not only that he is a two-time nogi brazilian national champion if you want to be a champion of a nation in any form of jiu-jitsu, <coughs> traditional or no, have to be a big deal. Brazil would be the champion, or would be the nation
0: that you would want to be champion of. And he did it twice, so guy knows what he's doing on the mat. Yeah. The only problem I see for Pedro is like Cody's hands are fast. Yeah, they're they're a lot he's, faster than they're the, a lot yeah. faster. He's fast. His movement is very good. I think if Pedro can kind of test Cody's ego early get him emotional, that's mm-hmm. going to work for him in his favor. And I wonder if there will be any
1: iota of, not fear, but hesitation on Cody's part, After given the, what's, what he's coming points, off of yeah. and what's kind of on the line. Because if he loses to Pedro Munoz, that's, that's a problem for his, you know, two, two losses yeah. to Champ, no big deal. I mean, no big deal, but not in the terms of, you know, where Scale, people rank him yeah. in the mind. So this is, this is a really important one for him to
0: win. Yeah, it's important for both of them. Yes. This, this could catapult Pedro to... Oh, absolutely. To, uh, Biggest win of his career. Title contention. Yeah. I am going to go... Oh, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with... Pedro on this one. All right. All right. Why not?
1: Because why not? It's <laughs> good reasoning. Good enough. And the next very exciting matchup, at women's strawweight division. The only strawweight division, so just strawweight division. What? I am so fucking
0: excited. Oh, yeah. Fight. I thought oh you were looking God. at me like I said Keep something going. wrong. Keep going. <laughs> Disha
1: Torres versus Li Zhang. And holy cow, if you don't know who Li Zhang is, Google her. Watch her last two fights. This woman is unbelievable. She is 18 and 1 for a reason, and she is a animal. She is a beast. And there's not that many holes in her games that I can see.
0: I know. That's what is like... That's what like blows yeah. my mind is because usually coming from like a regional scene, and they get to the UFC... You're exposed a little you're bit. You're exposed Somewhere. a little bit. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know these things. Uh, she really... For, she really hasn't shown any weaknesses in her game. No, and she fought on one hand,
1: Daniel Taylor, who's a very fast, very explosive fighter, and on the other hand, a veteran in Jessica Aguilar, and absolutely dismantled that Jessica Aguilar. That round pound was it was fucking brutal. I can hear it in my head right now. It was like someone hitting a watermelon with a baseball bat. Her elbows on the ground were ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. And then you've got Tisha Torres, who is a veteran. A veteran, and she is one of the most decorated strawweights that there is. She has fought everyone, and she's beaten people like Rose. She's got uh, wins over some of the best strawweights out there, but she doesn't. She's never really possessed a ton of danger factor in terms of finishing ability.
0: Out of her ten wins, she's only finished one uh, of her one of them. Mm-hmm. So. I think, like, if Tisha can really prove her her veteran status, like, uh, one thing I'm really interested to see is her last couple of fights she was training in Colorado with her partner Raquel Pennington. But for this camp, she's moved, uh, she went back to ATT and Mm. has been training there for this camp. So I'm interested to see uh, what additions. Yeah, uh, they've made to her game or, or like how have how they've changed it. But uh we have like Tisha who is not necessarily known for her power mm. or her finishing ability going up against uh Wiley Zhang, who is she's got sixteen she's finished sixteen of her eighteen wins, nine of them in the first round, seven by submission, eight by TK Okio, KO, sorry, and one doctor stoppage. And I don't
1: care if you like she want to has point one of the
0: highest finishing rates redi- in the women's strawweight redi-
1: division, or I would, I would venture to say, in almost any women's division, maybe other than featherweight, but maybe. it is. I feel like unheard pretty, pretty of. It. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> it is unheard of for a strawweight to have this level of finishing ability, and not just in submissions. Cause that's where you're going to find some finishes yeah. when you're at these smaller weight classes. And, you know, we don't pack the power that the, you know, the bigger <laughs> ladies do. She'd be knocking fools out. Uh, and uh, Adam weights and straw weights not so much. But we do our best.
0: Anyway. <sighs> she has some of the most, like, uh, brutal. You know who I, oh, my God, that just this just popped in my head. You know who I'd love to see Wiley Zhang fight? Tatiana Suarez. Ooh. That'd be a tough fight for her. I think that they it's a tough fight for both of them because they're both so similar. They're both physically strong. Yeah. They're both tenacious on the takedown. They have brutal ground and pound. I think Wiley is more of a ground and pound over submission, yeah. whereas Tatiana is more submission over ground and pound. Yeah. But maybe down the line. This, but speaking of this fight. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to
1: interrupt you, but... The striking in this one's going to be really interesting, too. They're both very fast. Yeah. Tisha, I feel like, has become less of a volume squirrel on crack, and I mean that as a compliment. Yes. Um, like just High
0: volume, yeah.
1: Super high volume. And she's become a little bit more uh, choosy. Calculated. Calculated, yeah. thank you. And, and, and frankly, I think more powerful in the process of being slightly yeah. more calculated. But she still has that excellent front sidekick where she can really keep people yep. at distance. And then disrupt their timing, and you know, do her thing. And I feel like she's incorporated a little
0: bit more wrestling yep. than we've seen her in the past in her past couple fights. So I'm I'm so intrigued about this fight, just because like stylistically they're so different. But it's not just stylistically they're different. Physically, mm. they are so different. Like Tisha is very strong. She's got a. Uh, You know, and I feel like uh, in her Jessica Andrade fight, she showed a lot of tenacity. Like, she she doesn't quit. The only problem I see is with the bigger, stronger, heavier-hitting girls, she backs up a little too much. And she relies more on countering because there is a risk, like because she is so much smaller. Mm-hmm. Like physically, she is just smaller than. She's Whereas very Wiley, short. Wiley is a huge strawweight. Yes, she is. And and she's not just tall. Physically, she is built. Yeah, she's got thick legs. Yes, she's, she's got is, big shoulders. She's strong. She's got a very good uh, kickboxing, Muay mm-hmm. uh, Thai background. She's got good and and. She's not just got good jiu She has very uh, smothering jujitsu. She doesn't let you... Like, she holds position very well. She ground and pounds phenomenally. Uh, and like we said at the start, like it's so hard to find, like, a hole in her game because, you know, she has fought the smaller, faster opponent in Daniel Taylor. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe something similar is going to happen I was going to say, it's not... Entirely unlike, they're not exactly like, but there are some similarities between her and Tisha, and I can
1: see that being. uh, This is a, I think it's going to be interesting in the step up in competition. That's the biggest thing is Tisha has by far fought the better competition.
0: Yes, but Wiley has the more experience though. But Wiley has nineteen. 19, yes. five to 13.
1: Exactly, and the, and the two times that she has had these steps up in Danielle, and Jessica Aguilar she is has. a big step up, she has passed, passed it with
0: flying colors. I know. So.
1: Ugh.
0: I'm going to go with uh, Wiley Zhang. All right. So how you pronounce it on this one? I think, yeah, Zhang. Yeah.
1: Wiley Zhang. Kaboom.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, we're going to move on to. Oh my God. I have to do what you did last week. In my opinion, one of the most intriguing fights on this card. Uh, we have the former champion, Robbie Lawler, yes. who's returning after a year yeah. layoff against Ben Askren. I'm so excited he's here. Funky is here.
1: Funky. Funky. Uh, we. Funky. I'm just going to do that the whole time you talk.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? <coughs> it's... Uh, Who'd have thought we'd be here? Ben Askren's in the UFC. I love it. I love it. Uh, who's also he's you know he also has a forty year, uh, but man, I don't think that there has been anyone with the wrestling credentials that Ben Askren has that has been able to utilize it in MMA as dominant and as ruthless. As he has speaking of Ruthless, do see want I do that? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> I know you. you I was thinking the exact same thing, and I was like trying to make the argument for and against myself. Of course, you've got people that have Olympic medals, <sighs> but Sehudo. Sehudo, Um and the rest of them are escaping me, and I'm so sorry. Thank you, DC, and I know you. I the know Cuban. He, uh, oh,
0: dang it. Yoel Romero. Thank you.
1: I can never remember his name. I always want to call him Romeo.
0: Anyway, I, I love it. <laughs> but I watched that I was like, Paul Luke, that's yeah. just a brutal image. You're
1: talking about a guy, and what I love is that he was terrible at wrestling when he started. He was a fat kid who didn't win a single match for years. And then one day he decided, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck this. I'm, I'm, sick, gonna, of I'm sick of losing. Fast forward <coughs> to college. He goes to Mizzou. Mazoo. Missouri in the house, also Tyron Woodley. We'll talk about that in a minute. They're boys. Missouri holding it down, UFC 235. Uh, he goes to Missouri, does very well his freshman and sophomore year, goes undefeated his junior and senior so year. So fucking
0: hard to which do. Which is
1: crazy. He is a two time Division one national champion. I believe he's also a two time runner up. His first two years he was runner up, last two years he was champion. He has won numerous, numerous. Division One Collegiate Wrestling Awards, sorry, I just, I can't
0: stop talking about Ben Askren because I kind of love him. You know what I love about him, and I watched Chael Sonnen kind of talk about him uh, on one of his, which is really funny because his son was in the car, and uh-huh. he's like, Dad! <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, he's real. So I feel like there's been such an evolution of, yes. like, people uh, and their reception of Ben Askren. Yeah. When they, he first kind of started, I was like, oh, we don't like him. Like, he just talks trash, blah, blah, blah. But then they, you know, he kept doing it. He's like, okay, well, maybe he's actually good. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's, he ta- he's like, it's just a gimmick. But, like, he's still saying the same thing. We're just like, yeah, I think what people, is, what people are realizing is he is just fucking real. Yeah. And one thing that I loved from the press conference that they did was he's like, look, I'm not here for the money fights. I'm not here for the big fights. I'm not here for the title fights. I am here for the competition. Mm. Like, he is 100% in a nutshell a competitor. Yeah. And he wants to compete with the best in the world. And if that means he has to come to the UFC and do it and prove that he is one of the best in the world, that's what he wants to do. Yeah, I don't think he wants to have that question mark. And I think what is amazing, and out of the whole, you know, that they had... Ben Askren, Lola, Usman, Woodley, you know, John and Anthony were all up there. Ben was the one who was getting the most questions because he's intelligent. He's witty. But the thing is, he doesn't say things because he's a dick. He says things because he one hundred percent believes believes it and he's just real and I think that's why he's
1: getting it's such an amazing a, reception. Yeah, it's clearly not contrived. <coughs> you know, you can tell he hasn't been practicing zingers no. in his hotel room before the press conference. I feel that he's way about no Charles Sonnen. <laughs> you know, and and he is very real. He's he's a family man. He's I believe he's got either two or three kids, two kids I think. Um, his wife's actually from Overland Park, did you know that?
0: No! Yes.
1: Yeah. I so in Milwaukee, when yep. I did the Fox desk with Tyron, yep. Ben came. Oh, sweet. And we were chatting. Because they're besties. Yes, because they're besties. Hi boys. And I went to introduce myself and just tell him how excited I was that he finally, you know, came over to our side of things and we yeah. were chatting, and he was talking about how he comes he comes to Kansas City all the time because his wife's from here, so yeah. he's got a lot of family here and yeah. yeah. That's Point awesome. being, he's just He's just—he is what you see. He's incredibly real. He's incredibly accomplished, and he's so fucking funny. He had
0: me at the Adele video. I'm sorry, but like that. I, didn't I before uh, then, but but he is in for a very tough <laughs> debut, <laughs> and I love that he's real about this too. He's yeah. like, look, you're putting me in against a guy who does well against wrestlers, yeah. who hits like a fucking truck. And who pressures like that? That if you want to be Ben Askren, and doesn't it is hard to put away. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do well against Ben Askren, they're the 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 prerequisites yeah. you want to have. So, and and he just and I love that he doesn't shy away from that. Yeah, he openly admits it. He's like, yeah. Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah, this- <laughs> and you know, Robbie Lawler. Lo- I feel like a lot of people particularly you know he's coming off of that loss to RDA yeah uh, he didn't necessarily look like the Robbie Lawler of old so i feel like people are kind of counting him out like he's on the down end of his career but like that injury yes um and and i feel like i feel like any champion or anyone who w- went on a tear mm mm-hmm. mhm and then all of a sudden doesn't necessarily do very well, people are like, oh, they're on the trail end yeah, yeah, no. no. um,
1: of the career. No. You have off nights.
0: You have off nights. This is a guy who's had almost 40 fights. Like, he's had 40, What well, he's had 41 fights. Like, this is a guy who has, and he's been in some wars. Yeah. Look at both of these fights with uh, uh, Robbie, uh, Rory McDonald. Yeah, Condit and he's he's been in some battles and I think maybe this year off has been great for him. He says it has. I mean, and uh, and I love that you know a lot of the questions he's getting asked is is uh, you know oh the UFC are wanting you to fight Ben Askren so you can make him lose like he's like I don't fucking give a shit if like people think I'm here to take someone take out, someone yeah. out like I'm just here to fucking fight and do yeah. my job yeah. And, you know, I think it's going to be interesting how he does adjust to the tenacity of the wrestling of Askren. And the only asterisk I'm going to put with Askren is the level of competition that That's he's fought question. has not been at the level that Lola has fought. 100%. I don't think he has fought anyone yeah. at the level of Lola. And so it's going to be interesting to see how he comes up against a guy who is explosive, who is very good everywhere. Uh, even if even if he does get Lola down, firstly, can he keep him down? Mm-hmm. Lola has very good get-up abilities. And, he's, and his power is still there in the second and third round as it is in the first. So I think a lot of questions are going to be answered about Ben Askren as well as Lola in his state of where his career is at moving forward. I think if, if Lawler can earn Ben's
1: respect on his entries, yep. then he's going to be able, then this fight's going to play out long. Because Ben, for all of his accolades, for all of his amazing traits, for all of his, I think, he's, I think he has the potential to be a star, his striking, and I think he'd probably admit this, is not great. It's not sophisticated, we'll put it that way. It gets, but it clearly gets the job, the job done. It does what he needs it to do. Yeah. In Bellator and in 1FC. Yes. That is the question. Can his striking be enough to close the distance on someone like Robbie Lawler? I do think if Ben can get his hands on Robbie, Robbie's
0: in for a long, yeah. long night. Well, I think one thing that uh, I feel like Lola was... Exp- a little in the RDA fight is he struggled with a traditional Thai plum clinch um and he didn't necessarily start that fight as aggressive as he normally does and I feel like that kind of went against him as the fight went on Mm -hmm. because if you look to his fight before that against Donald Cerrone he come out like a bull at a fucking gate um and and he was doing so well. I think if if Lawler initiates the clinch, he does well. But if if it is initiated on him and he's on the back foot, he struggles a little bit more yeah. with that. So and but that's the thing is like Ashkin's not really like a clinch fighter yeah. and he is so creative with his takedowns and, and he changes so talking. well. <sighs> I, I do think I'm not picking I'm not picking this fight <laughs> she's
1: not make me refusing to do it I think that Robbie training with kamaru for this camp I mean that's helpful yeah I don't know if the whole but I mean talk about a relentless wrestler yeah yeah they're not they're different types of wrestlers but they yeah uh, clearly he I'm sure he's been getting
0: very, very good looks. Something inside, in, in, individe, inside. Info. <laughs> but yes, I, I'm not picking on this one. I am. I think the fans win on this one. We all win. Fuck <laughs> picking. I love it. I love it. Uh,
1: she does what she wants.
0: <laughs> it's
1: getting so hard. Speaking of speaking of Kamaru. <clears throat> my favorite, and I love Kamaru. I actually really get
0: Colin Marty from Nebraska. Yes. <laughs>
1: I like Kamara very, very much. I consider him to be one of the fighters I'm, like, decently good friends with. But I'm sorry. Like, Ben trolling him as Marty from Nebraska is absolutely cracking my shit up. Because he just, low-key, completely. And I think Tyron explained it. He's like, dude, you're, you're just stripping all of his street cred with just that one Marty from Nebraska. So speaking of Marty from Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, A.K.A. Kamara Usman, um, the Nigerian Nightmare, and what a nightmare he has been his entire UFC run. I mean, the guy is amazing. He's not on a
0: 13-fight win streak for no reason. Exactly.
1: And there are, you know, there are a lot of people. Man, I feel like I feel like you either get him or you don't. And I feel like I get him. I'm in the boat of I actually appreciate his fight style. I get why some people maybe don't. But I appreciate it, and I think that there is a lot to be appreciated in it. His striking has continued to improve, and he, the man, I actually think he's going to potentially put Woodley in wrestling positions he's never faced before. That's my thought on this. I'm dying to see, though, because I don't feel super confident about it. I just think.
0: It's so interesting, like, this this matchup between Tyron Woodley and Kamaru Usman is so, like, s- there's so many what-ifs. Yeah. Uh, Tyron doesn't necessarily rely on his wrestling very no, much anymore. Not offensively. No. But he is so fucking hard to take down. But the way in UFC history. The Just way Usman there. beats people is he He's not even looking to take you down. He's looking to grind you out on the cage. Sorry. <laughs> I don't believe that was Slightly right. less sexual than that. But yes, he rides, <coughs> he rides the shit out of people. Yes. So, the I think what is going to be interesting is can Woodley stop that? Then it's a bad night for Usman. Yes. Because Usman uh, does not have the speed and power that Woodley has. Uh, Tyron is just a fucking beast with his movement. Uh, he is in and out of the pocket. Is so right fucking. Hand. F- he's so ex- always right here. He's just so <laughs> explosive. And and like when I watch him fight, I'm like, how can a guy like like that looks like he? It's like a boulder of bricks, blocks, <laughs> or stones would have moved like yep. a. Thrall weight. I'm not afraid to say this on
1: camera because I <coughs> don't think this happened in real life, but back to the Milwaukee thing, when we were in the room and Tyron changed from the st- stuff he showed it on which was like sweatpants and stuff, into his suit. I literally I was sitting there in my head figuring out how the hell he doesn't rip the pants because the man has the biggest, most athletic ass I have ever seen on a yeah. person in my entire life. Yeah. It is, because he because he wasn't in camp shape either. So he had some like some thickness on. Holy cow! I asked. Him, I said, Tyrant, do your pants? I said, Do your suits come with like? Are they are they stretchy? Stretchy? <laughs> and he said, Yes. Because <laughs> I love- they have to be. <coughs> That's awesome. I was blown away by the size of his ass. He's, it's he's got a he's got a
0: he's got a. He's got some truck. He's got some junk in
1: the truck. Equals super explosive,
0: <laughs> and <laughs> he has a very high fight IQ too. Though. Extremely, and uh, I think what's going to make this fight interesting because if he if he can stop the grinding wrestling on the cage of Usman, that's going to be a bad time for Usman. But if he can't, i going to wear him down. Mm-hmm. And uh, is it going to wear him down? And his Usman going to then be able? Because he can go, he can grind for fucking ever. Oh, his cardio is his ridiculous. cardio is amazing. But the only problem with Woodley is even if he does slow down, the power is still there. Yep. So you have to respect. You have to respect the power. He, I, I have a feeling that Usman is going to try and pressure early, and Tyron's going to step back, crack and him. Crack him. Like he did with Till yeah. in the second round. I, think, I have a feeling something similar is going to
1: happen. I think if something huge happens in the first round, I think you're right. It's Woodley's night. If it goes past the first and if Kamara can get his hands on him, because Kamara is big as well. Kamara is a very yes. big 170-er, and he's got height and he's got reach. And like you said, if he can get Woodley against the fence, negate the power of that right hand and just wear him out, because I don't think we've seen it lately, but... It used to be that he could knock on tire a little bit for his gas. Not that it not that like yeah. he falls apart, but that he slows down quite a bit those later rounds. Yeah. And Usman, if anything, I swear to God, it's like he gets better <coughs> as the fight goes longer. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I, just, I I have a I have a feeling like Woodley is just going to come away with it. I don't know why. Um, he, I really would like Kamaro to to get it. I just. I just think though, like to be able to grab a hold of Woodley, a is not the easiest of no. fucking tasks for anyone, and b, like you're going to get clipped as you do that. Yeah. Uh, Darren Till tried to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, the the only real fighting styles that kind of you know he's Woodley is such an amazing counter striker. Extremely. And. That's what's so hard because you cannot pressure him too much. Otherwise, you know the power is going to get you slipped. I'm I'm interested to
1: see if he does because Woodley almost always goes out and he puts he puts himself he positions himself where his back's maybe like three or four feet off the he cage. He is so
0: dangerous that he, he so... lulls
1: you into yeah. like coming in, yeah, and, and then how... he just freaking explodes. But I wonder if given kamaros I mean, I would assume his game plan at some point is going to be get him against the cage if he's going to not put his back foot so close to the cage anymore and maybe play a little bit in the center of the octagon.
0: Yeah, but I, th- I don't know. I have a feeling like Woodley's movement is just too good. Yeah. I don't know. It's... <sighs> this whole picking thing <laughs> <and> fucking hate. Are <laughs> you not picking? I'm going to go with Woodley. All right. <laughs> uh, much to, I'm sure, Dana's dismay <laughs> if that happens. Oh... Uh, And then, and then we've got... And then we have the main event. We have Johnny Bones Jones versus the Lionheart, Anthony Smith, who uh, has more career wins than John Jones has combined career fights, which is very intriguing. It is. And add to that 30
1: amateur fights. Over 30
0: amateur fights. And I'm pretty sure he has more finishes than Jones has
1: fights. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, the Jones has as well, yes.
1: The guy lives and dies, excuse me, lives and dies by his shield. And I think that that mentality and I think that that style could potentially be a little bit of a problem for John. And yeah. I'll, I'll couch this all by saying I'm probably going to talk a lot about reasons I think Anthony Smith might be able to get it done because so many people, and I look, If you look at my notes, John's accolades are like this long, and Anthony's are that long. The fact is, on paper, Anthony should not (coughs) win this fight, and those people that feel that way are not incorrect, but I'm going to try to play devil's advocate. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think that if he can go out there, first of all, let's talk about the mentality. I don't think Anthony Smith, I genuinely don't think Anthony Smith is afraid of John Jones. Oh,
0: I don't think Anthony is afraid of anyone.
1: And I think a lot of people... To his own
0: detriment. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I think a lot of people go into fights already beaten by John. Yeah, and,
0: and that's what I love about Anthony is, you know, uh, in a lot of these interviews, he has pointed that out. Mm-hmm. He's like, he, He's Anthony just genuinely doesn't give a fuck. He loves to fight. Yeah. And he is not scared. Like, he's going to get paid regardless. Mm-hmm. And he has had, you know, enough losses in his career... To realize like how it. little it means. Yeah. So, uh, I definitely agree with you. There. So I think his mentality, I think his experience,
1: and I think that his if he can go in there, I think a lot of people come in and they want to see if they can implement their technique against John Jones, and that's just not ever going to happen because John Jones is the best technician that's ever stepped foot inside that Some octagon. So creative. He's so cre- and if you give him any amount of time have even a half a second of thought about what he, what he wants to do. It is his fight. But if Anthony yeah. can make it messy and sloppy and not ta- not sloppy, but you know what I mean, bring a fight. Yeah. A fight fight. That is where I see him having the best chance. In the clinch. And I know Jones is amazing in the clinch, but Anthony is too.
0: Yeah. I think what's going to be interesting, so what I love about both these guys is their evolution as fighters. So they're both. I would. I would. I would class them both as strikers. But what I've loved over, particularly their last few fights, is they're starting to shoot. Mm-hmm. But they're not actually wrestling to take them down. They're wrestling to strike. But what they're doing with that is they're making their opponent think about not just the striking. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really it's been interesting because when uh, Jones when he fought Gus there was no like he wasn't trying to take him down. Yeah. But he was adding another element that Gus had to think about. He yeah, could take him down. Same thing with Anthony Smith and the uh Ustermier? Yeah, the Oostamir fight. Same thing. He he shot right off right off the mm-hmm. right off the gate. And uh, I don't think he had any intention of taking him down in round one. But it's there, it's in the mind, like okay, like this guy. It's easier to hit someone when they're the threat of the takedown is there, yeah, when as opposed to when there isn't, and I think that's what I really have loved seeing both of them in their game. I've fought on cards with Anthony Mm -hmm. and John Jones, thanks, John. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) uh, and I have a lot of respect for both of them fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what, what John Jones was his... Has he, was he the, the youngest mm-hmm. UFC champion, champion ever? ever? Yeah. He, he won the belt at uh, 23 years old, which is amazing. Uh, and like you said, his accolades are just... It would take so, forever to read all the records, all the... He's so athletic, creative... Uh, he does such a good job using his reach, he's got a high fight IQ, like he has learned how to blend everything together and make his style unique and hard to fight. Mm-hmm. And Anthony, you know, he's strong in the clinch. Very. He's got very good knees, very good elbows. Uh, he's got good movement, he's got solid boxing, he's far, He's light on his feet. Um, you know, he's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, he's He's got some legit skills on the ground. So I think the only thing here is like, even though Anthony has the time experience in the cage, I think he hasn't fought the level of of experience that John has over that time. That's correct. And I think that this is the biggest step up for him of his career today. And in my opinion, Anthony winning, I think, is better for the division than John winning, just because that there is a there has been a lot of controversy around John yeah. and uh, USADA and all that shit, and I think it's kind of tainted his reputation a little bit. And I think moving forward, it makes it so much more interesting because John's kind of fought, he's kind of fought everyone. Yeah. Anthony hasn't. He's this is his, you know, he's what three and at. Light heavyweight. He's got a lot of people that he can fight, yeah. and it makes the division a lot more interesting. It does. Uh, I, I definitely can see John going up to, to
1: heavyweight for the reasons that you just named. Um, you know, a lot of people like to point out the Tiago Santos fight as like, oh, see, you know, clearly he could never get it done against someone like John Jones. And I think I've mentioned this that on the before. That weight cut. It. That's what people don't know or don't don't take enough into account. The weight cut for that fight in Belém was an oh, absolute they didn't have hot water nightmare the hotel ran out of hot water so no one could cut in baths. and Anthony let me take one look at him can you imagine Six that guy foot four. yeah can you imagine that guy cutting to 185 what a nightmare that what a nightmare that is under the best of circumstances yeah. so fly to Brazil everything goes wrong not just the water stuff um, and
0: he doesn't speak the language
1: d- yeah <laughs> clearly the guy did not need to be at 185 anymore and I I yeah. think it's easy to discount his wins at 205. But let's not forget, like, we've had a lot of veterans as of late show yeah. that, you know, they're taking out the young guns, like what we saw in Adelaide. Yeah, and well, you and know?
0: that's the thing is, like, if he had gone out and fought Rashad Evans or fought Shogun Hua and lost, it would be like, oh, it's because, uh, you know, Shogun Hua's back, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, it's... It like, but just because Anthony won, it's just like oh, Shogun was. Oh, on they're his completely way out. washed out. No, because like if he if they had won they would have yeah. been like, oh my god, like Shogun of old is back. Blah blah blah. Like, okay. uh, I guess people can be a little fickle when it comes Very. to fighting veterans like that, like up and comers fighting veterans. But like you said, we've had a lot of up and comers lose. Uh, Tyson Pedro, Tai Tuivasa. Um, so I really don't feel like you can count out those guys because even though Shogun has had, like, a million fucking fights, he is still dangerous. Very. He can still knock you out. Very. And uh, even if he's fight against Ustamir, like, Ustamir isn't old. No, that's what I was going <laughs> like, to say. And you can't discredit that win
1: because... And he's <laughs> extremely dangerous. He's been knocking a ton of people out. And Anthony, I feel like, showed actually a lot of really good fight IQ in that yeah. really being very patient and careful... In that first round yes and I feel like two people I don't know people don't we said it people don't give him enough credit for his ground game and I understand why they don't because sometimes it looks like he doesn't have the urgency to get up um, or maybe doesn't have the ability to get up frankly I think he's extremely comfortable on the ground yeah and tough as shit so when other people might be panicking
0: like I've rolled with him before he's very tricky yeah
1: why? <laughs> Why is my arm like this? <laughs> so th- those are those are the things that I feel like could play in in Anthony Smith's favor. That being said, John Jones is uh, the greatest fighter to ever fight said the octagon. So yeah, mic drop. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: What and you I saying? think uh, I think John John has an uncanny ability to figure out early the timing of his opponents yeah. and shut them down early. And I think Anthony needs to come out and just constantly... Not have timing. No, he needs (laughs) to constantly switch it up. Yeah. Uh, So he cannot... So Jones cannot catch his timing. Because that's what he did with Gus. Like, he caught his timing early. You know, uh, uh, Gufterson was more of a boxer. So Mm -hmm. he he needed to be in a boxing range. But then Jones was just like, no, we're going to make this a kicking range. Uh, so he's constantly... like So Alexander couldn't get comfortable mm-hmm. into his game. And I feel like Jones might do something similar here. However, there is a very big reach advantage to Jones. It's, oh, not, oh, as, oh, it's <laughs> not as close as it was in the Gustafson fight. Yes. Uh, so, you know, that kicking game might be key to Jones here. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm going to go with Anthony... Of course, <laughs> I like it. I like it. it yes, I'm ex- man, This is a stacked. It's, this is a stacked card. An incredibly stacked card. Top to bottom, lot of lot of up and comers fighting, a lot of a uh, lot of veterans versus up and comers. Johnny Walker with those flexible hips of his. Very flexible <laughs> hips on that young man. Isn't that right, Laura? Yep. Yep, sure does. But yes. sure does. UFC 235. Don't miss it. Nope.